You are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Senior Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Doug Foreman, Chief Investment Officer at Kane. Doug, first and foremost, thank you very much for taking the time and participating in this podcast for our KaneCast listeners. Doug, equity markets ended up performing extremely well for the year, and especially during the third and fourth quarter, in stark contrast to the first quarter of 2020. With the election now behind us and the first phase of distribution for the COVID-19 vaccine taking place, what are some specifics that you're seeing taking place in the broader markets? Well, it's interesting, as we've talked about pretty much all year until early November, the stock market had really separated companies that benefited from a work-from-anywhere environment from companies that really couldn't operate effectively during this COVID crisis. You know, obvious examples of this uh, work-from-home beneficiaries were like Amazon, Netflix, and Zoom Communications, whereas companies that were hurt uh, badly by this crisis included United Airlines, Carnival Cruise Lines, Marriott Hotels, any businesses that sort of required person-to-person contact uh, in this healthcare uh, crisis environment weren't able to do that. And they had high fixed costs, whether it was rent and or employees that they couldn't really unload, despite the fact they didn't have any revenues during this time period. But once the vaccine results were announced in early November, uh, and particularly the fact that they were so efficacious in excess of 90%, the market has really started to change. And, and so what you've seen now is that the areas that were hurt badly by this COVID crisis, cruise lines, airlines, casinos, hotels, restaurants, etc., their stock prices have all started to materially improve in November and December and really leading the market, from, albeit from depressed levels. But still, there's been a very significant bounce in recovery in these in these companies as the market, justifiably in my opinion, is starting to discount the fact that these areas will improve over the next one, two, or three years. Although the timing of this is not known because uh, there, there'll be, I'm sure, lots of logistical hiccups and, and uh, speed bumps along the way in the rollout of this vaccine and the deployment of the vaccine. Uh, but, you know, when the market can see the light at the end of the tunnel, that's what it tends to focus on as opposed to temporary short-term things like uh, the fact that case counts now are still rising. So we've gone from a have versus have not to now an environment where both the haves and have nots are participating in the stock market rally and the market has broadened out dramatically in terms of participation. Uh, This is important and also I think positive for overall equity market returns because it's always better if you have more legs under the stool than just a few under the stool like we had uh, during the the bulk of this uh, 2020 when the COVID crisis was raging on. Doug, mid and small cap stocks had underperformed year to date. However, as the year progressed, we began to see these smaller market cap businesses begin to outperform, especially during the fourth quarter. Do you feel this trend is sustainable and why? Uh, Small stocks had their best quarter ever in the fourth quarter of uh, 2020. That's saying something. I mean, in the the history of of the index, it was up over 30%. Uh, really tremendous performance. Small stocks, as measured by the index, the Russell 2000, had been performing poorly for the prior three or four years, really, and really not kept pace with the overall market and not been participating in increasing narrowness of the market. 
And I think the recovery in small stocks is symptomatic of the fact that the market is broadening out, that more and more recovery is going to occur at some point over the next couple of years. So I do think as long as the you know, earnings continue to improve, which we believe will happen over the next couple of years, that business will broaden out. And as it broadens out, that's typically good for small stocks and the index overall. Uh, so I do think that that would be sustainable in that type of environment. With the new administration arriving in January, along with clarity coming around the January 5th runoff election, what are your views on the markets and what considerations should investors be most focused on? Uh, issues to watch out for as we go forward. You know, Georgia elections uh, will be decided here shortly. Uh, we have no particular insight on how this is going to turn out. Sort of too close to call, I feel. Um, however, the blue wave really is a blue ripple, uh, even if even if the Democrats take the, the Senate or with the vice president's help. Um, we don't think that there'll be dramatic changes uh, or the progressive left won't be as uh, pronounced and prolific as it once possibly thought it could be. Um, so the Biden administration, I think, will be more um, more measured in what they do, obviously. Um, but it's difficult for us to really invest on, you know, administration policies. Uh, you know, one of the areas that was considered to be the most vulnerable to the Biden administration being elected was energy. And, of course, what you've seen since the election is that energy has been one of the best performing stock groups in the marketplace because the price of crude is way more important than anything else uh, that that the administration can put forth, um, you know, uh, supporting or or hurting the uh, energy sector. Doug, are there any key indicators or factors you and the team are looking at when considering that we are likely to see an additional stimulus package moving into the new year, in addition to the Fed's likelihood of keeping rates low in place for longer? So I think the key factor to watch going forward is, you know, the earnings recovery of the S&P 500 and big stocks and small stocks. The market is obviously pricing in some sort of discount or some sort of recovery and discounting of uh, some amount of that. I don't believe it's discounting the full amount of that. It would be very rare for that to happen. But it's not unusual for the market to anticipate an improving earnings outlook. And I think that's exactly what we're looking at, assuming that we can get this COVID crisis under control, which with the vaccine help seems likely to happen over the next several years, although the timing is uncertain. So when you're in an environment in the stock market where earnings are recovering and and probably setting new highs in the, in the next year or two and moving on from there, and interest rates may back up some, they've already backed up some, the 10 years already gone from, you know, 0.67 to 0.92 you know, in the in the fourth quarter in anticipation of an, of an improving economy. But as long as rates, and I think rates will continue to back up somewhat, but as long as rates stay relatively benign, inflation stays relatively under control, which I believe will be the case. I don't agree with many investors who are starting to fear inflation already. Remember, the Fed spent eight years with interest rates at zero, trying to get the inflation rate up to 2% and never were successful in eight years. So a few years here of zero interest rates, I don't believe is going to necessitate and create any huge inflation globally. Uh, there's too many other factors at play in terms of global competition and uh, the, to keep that under control. So, um, you know, in a benign rate environment with improving earnings, it would be very unusual for the market not to generate positive returns. 
I do believe the returns will moderate from here. We've had a very, very strong year in 2020, surprisingly so. Uh, so clearly that uh, some of this improvement's been discounted, but I don't believe all of it has. So I believe over the next couple of years, you know, equity returns of the S&P 500 will probably, you know, average in the 5 to 10% range, sort of more normal, not real robust, not terrible. Uh, but there's likely to be significant corrections along the way because what we are seeing in the market is a lot of investor enthusiasm short term. A lot of people are anticipating this recovery. The IPO market's been exceptionally hot. Uh, that's usually a contrary indicator. But cash levels are still relatively high. And the other good news about the IPO market is at least the quality of the company is still overall, you know, Airbnb, DoorDash, uh, C3, these, these are real companies with real business. Businesses. We can argue about the valuation, which admittedly looks a little high even to me. Um, but they're real businesses. They're real companies. Unlike 2000, when many of the companies come in public, were really had no viable business plan uh, past six months, um, you know, to uh, to actually work long term. So, you know, corrections can't be ruled out. They're an inevitable part of equity investing. Uh, When investor sentiment gets this hot, it's likely we're going to have one at some point in time, although it's unclear what will trigger it or when it will happen. Nobody can forecast these things. Uh, but the reality is, I think over any reasonable time period, year two, three, uh, we'll have positive returns. The equities are still the most attractive place to be, I think, in the overall um, um, risk asset pool that investors have able to choose from. And even with the backup in bond yields, you know, bonds aren't going to be terribly attractive in terms of absolute uh, yields that that people will be looking at uh, providing any real competition for equities over time. Doug, as always, thank you for your time and your great insights that you provide our KaneCast listeners. We look forward to future conversations and have a great 2021. So I wish you all a happy and successful uh, 2021 and please stay safe and hopefully have a prosperous new year. Thank you. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management. CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.